0: our dear heavenly father we are so thankful for this sabbath day we're grateful for this evening that we can gather there together as thy children and friends and we're grateful for lectures on faith we're grateful for joseph smith and the um those that supported him in um preparing um themselves and one another for becoming missionaries and, um, and living a higher and better way. And we desire, uh, the same things. And we ask for the spirit to be with us this evening and inspire our minds and our hearts. And, uh, please bless us with eyes to see and ears to hear and bless Cameron's, um, mind that it will work as he desires and we're so grateful for everything father and especially our savior jesus christ and we say these things in his name amen
1: um let's see where do we start off with dnc 88 133 um let me that up i do as we start the lectures proper i want to make sure that we cover this so you might have to remind me sometimes but i'm gonna try to remember but anyway with the salutation that they gave in the school of the prophets so dnc 88 verse 133 with uplifted arms art thou a brother or sister i salute you in the name of the lord jesus christ in token or remembrance of the everlasting covenant In which covenant I receive you to fellowship in a determination that is fixed, immovable and unchangeable to be your friend and brother through the grace of God in the bonds of love to walk in all the commandments of God, blameless in Thanksgiving forever and ever. Amen. That that verse takes on added meaning each week as I, I rehearse that. Um, I think that that's powerful. By the end of, of lecture seven, I think we'll, I don't know, have a, a much deeper insight into all that is included in that salutation there. So lecture first, hopefully it, it blew everyone else's mind like it did mine. <laughs> if not, I'm just far behind. <laughs> but, um, any Let's just open it up to, to general thoughts first, and then we'll actually go through the, the questions and answers um, to, to work our way through the, the lectures as we, we go along. But anyway, what were your general impressions and uh, insights as you uh, read the lectures this time through? Maybe you've read it before. Uh, how has this lecture first um, changed your paradigm or uh, enhanced your learning?
2: Well, one of the notes that I wrote was that the lack of faith in the world causes apathy, lethargy, and a lulled into a false sense of carnal security. And I have bulleted down here, video games, the nothing box, endless Netflix. I mean, isn't that what the, the world thinks of, you know, let me numb myself so that I don't have to notice the passage of time they are they are just it's that apathy lethargy and false sense of carnal security
3: Mm -hmm. So true yeah i mean we say progression Mm -hmm. and without faith you will have no progression Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's interesting how long satan has had to to really hone his game and it's just coming down strong. I, it's hard to find people that care about anything anymore. You know, like uh, President Nelson's talk about becoming true millennials, you know, he's like, you know, the researchers say a lot of things about millennials, but uh, I want to tell you about what God thinks or what God has told me about you kind of a thing. And it, it's all about choices and and all about rewiring our brains in order to not be robots, not just be zombies that are just Passively going along things like you said there. I think that's all huge. of
2: our sacrament meeting talks today were on faith. Are oh, they really? fun? Yes, <laughs> all three of them. It actually went long over go time.
3: And it's the last broadcasted one.
2: Oh, and ours is the last broadcasted one. We are not doing Zoom anymore after today mm-hmm. Zoom or YouTube. Our, I guess, the Utah area presidency asked them to stop. Mm.
4: Mm. Nice. probably a good idea
2: it is <laughs> too many people aren't showing up i think i mean yeah. the queues were so empty today
1: hmm. yeah ours were like way empty too i mean like just everybody was gone with different things here and there and our zoom attendance was like only like 19 i was like huh? they're it all in <laughs> yeah
2: they're all visiting me i had So many extra people in my primary class. Yeah.
5: Hmm.
2: Well, it was a fifth Sunday and they had broadcast and and promoted. Here's what you're talking about on the fifth Sunday. So everybody could just do it at home.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Did they take the sacrament at home? Nope. Yeah. That's the big... Ah, I couldn't do that well and I think that's part of the problem right because you have a lot of people who are zooming in from somewhere else especially in the summertime from vacation but they're not getting the sacrament and so they're missing the 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 whole purpose they're missing the whole point and um I think they're trying to get people to actually come back now they have to make a decision, right? They can't just sit on the fence and say, okay, I'm coming to church, but not. Now they have to either you're coming, you're in or you're out, or you're coming to church or you're not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we were well, talking about faith it goes all to the, all the wards. <laughs> I'll report back. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Taking a look at the the questions and answers here on the foregoing principles. So um, I just kind of want to work our our way down through that. Um, uh, Just kind of presenting it how they they did in in the School of the Prophets. So instead of, you know, just, well, I'll probably read it like I did last time. (laughs) But um, let's take this and as I'm reading it, then let's put it into our own words, into our own vernacular, like what it's saying here. So what is theology? How would we describe that in, a, in our modern day? It says that it is that revealed science which treats of the beings and attributes of God, his relation to us, the dispensations of his providence, his will with respect to our actions and his purposes with respect to our end. So how would you answer that question? Uh, say a ward member or a family member it's like, I don't get theology. Like, explain theology, that word to me. What? How would you put that into your own words and uh, effectively communicate that principle?
3: The
2: study of religion or the study of God and his attributes and everything about him.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah. Study of man's interaction with a deity. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that that interaction and stuff too. So how is like Isaiah's theology different than Joseph's theology, Joseph Smith's theology or President Nelson's theology? How would you go about uh, distinguishing and uh, differentiating um, differences in, in theology? A lot of it
4: has to do with uh, their experiences, their lived experiences in life. I mean, because Isaiah's experiences were way different than, you know, Joseph Smith's experiences. So, a lot of that is based on what they know from just living their lives. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think.
1: Um, it's back in like verse eleven. You know, it has that list of questions there would you ever do this if you had not had this kind of a thing? Um, But the one that really stood out to me, would you have ever asked unless you had believed that you would receive? And isn't that exactly, uh, you know, key to to Joseph Smith's theology? He reads James 1.5. He has questions and doubts. And from the scriptures, from the pattern, he goes, okay. So if I have a question, God will answer if I ask in faith. And he puts it to the test and um, like a, like a true scientist right you know because this is a revealed science uh as, as stated there he takes a a theory and and puts it to the test and and see these if it has merit and if it's replicable and if it works if it's divine law and and joseph smith finds that that it definitely is and he's um testifying and perpetuating that um through all of his teachings and so um, taking that you know taking isaiah's perspective on things uh you know isaiah has poetry and, and chiastic structure and uh, this ladder to heaven like there's there's a ton in there and then nephi builds upon isaiah's theology and um anyway that they all have very different experiences with god yet it's all based in the exact same principles and divine laws right of approaching god that that we as mortals have it within our privilege and and right to to have a relationship with deity um whatever that form that takes and whatever speed that takes whatever you know there's a lot of differences um to circumstances and and everything but yet um it's a science of taking questions uh theories putting them to the test and and seeing how god is and works with you personally Taking a look at President Nelson and his Hear Him initiative, it's so essential that you guys go and be these spiritual scientists, right? Like go and actually figure out, do the work necessary, pay whatever price is necessary to hear him. Get a relationship and and start building that. Get your own theology. Base it upon the the scriptures, the patterns of, of prophets of old and Uh, do it for yourself find out what works for you and how you can hear his voice i think that that's i don't know just another testament in um in the the world and condition that we're living in that um those patterns are still being played out and theology is is very much a a very real and pertinent principle for us to to learn nowadays some people just get kind of scared with the word theology like "Ooh, you're trying to like Anything with ology <laughs> kind of gets people's feathers ruffled like, ooh, you're, you're preaching something else.
3: I think President Nelson's theology <clears throat> is built upon Joseph Smith's theology, which was built upon what he read either in the Bible or from uh, Second Nephi or yeah, from Second Nephi in the Book of Mormon that he got from isaiah so you know i think with time and with the exposure of different religious sources i think theology actually expands and grows Mm -hmm. Um, and the more revelation personal revelation that is given we begin to ask greater questions which in turn bring greater answers so i think theology is an ongoing issue hmm
1: yeah I love it it, well, it just I think, builds upon the shoulders of, of the greats yeah
4: and I think that some of the differences we see between like Isaiah and Joseph Smith I've just been realizing a lot how we all learn differently and you know Heavenly Father is going to meet us where we are and how we learn and so it's so cool to see that you know, Isaiah learned one way Joseph learned another, and that's probably part of why, you know, their experiences were different, although they were based on so many of the same things. So mm-hmm. um, I guess it's good for us to realize, to keep an open mind that we may not hear or see um, things the same way they did. So mm-hmm. because we're all different.
1: Yeah, I love that um this just popped into my head but if anybody hasn't uh taken a gander at b.h roberts's 70s course in theology he was commissioned to to write this five volume set um it's available on deseret book um the bookshelf you know for free but um anyway it's an interesting read um taking a look this is around the time of like um Talmadge, uh, Jesus, the Christ, etc. Uh, BH Roberts uh, was commissioned to, to kind of take the school of the prophets, lectures on faith and all of that as they decommission um, or decanonize the, the lectures themselves, they kind of morph them into the, uh, uh, the seventies course in theology. And, and it's a, anyway, it's really fun. It's been a few years since I read it, but um, from Everything that I remember on it, uh, it it's pretty key in expanding um, that that principle of, of science and approaching uh, God.
0: Cameron, did you see the thing I sent you about Party Pratt's book? Um, uh,
1: let's see, like just barely, like while we're in class. Yeah.
0: Because um, I can I can I still can't figure out how to. Um, <laughs> it <clears throat> i read it many moons ago and i don't remember anything about it i was not um you know not in the place that i am now so uh
1: uh-huh. so mm-hmm. key to the science of theology by parley p pratt i am gonna have to dig that one out huh like I, I like the autobiography parley p pratt and, and stuff like that like oh man so many key things i have never even heard of this one that's completely new to me i'm gonna to have to I have
0: the original copy of it somewhere i don't um, know where i need to find it
1: i'm just typing that in the chat so i can remember it for later
2: and they have it on deseret books it's not free on deseret bookshelf though you have to buy it Well, be cheaper than the <laughs> original edition i
1: hope yeah thank you um let's see where was my brain going i forgot it already
2: <laughs> is yours oh, you, the, can get, <clears throat> you can sorry. get it in a hard copy for 12.95 now from desert that, book
0: what about the one that you mentioned cameron you said it was on desert book is it free
1: it, it's, if you have the desert book show, yeah it's mm-hmm. one of the free ones on there
0: Okay, great.
1: The, the first
2: four are first
1: four. Oh really? They don't have the fifth one on there for free?
2: Not that I saw. Yeah. I didn't even see it listed.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to take a look into that too. <clears throat> but um anyway, so I've been like pondering like what part to like share on this, but anyway, verse 10 really um stuck out to me you know, every time that the Lord is like teaching me something, he comes at it from all angles, right? And so I was prompted this last week to uh, get this subscription to this one weird thing. And anyway, I want to share like a little two minute clip from it, because I think that it just um, unlocks number 10, at least for me, it could for others, but um, let me screen share this real quick. So this is a, uh, a class on demystifying meditation, which is Weird. I, you know, it's not normally my cup of tea, but neither was a rival. Right. But um, how it says that if men were duly or properly to consider themselves and turn their thoughts and reflections to the operations of their own minds, they would readily discover that it is faith and faith only, which is the moving cause of all action in them. That without it, both mind and body would be in a state of inactivity and all their exertions would cease both mental and physical. Did I read that right? Physical and mental dyslexic. <laughs> anyway, so this two-minute clip, like see how it applies to that
5: verse 10 there. If we know that we are living in a state of the familiar past, or we're living in the state of the future, and the familiar past represents the known, and the predictable future represents the known as well and the sweet spot of the generous present moment represents the unknown, then in order for us to truly begin to make significant changes, where our body isn't influencing our mind, where our environment isn't controlling our feelings and our thoughts, then it makes sense then that the first step we have to use in order to meditate is to sit our bodies down and close our eyes and disconnect from everything known in our outer environment. Less sensory information is coming into the brain. Now, all of a sudden, your inner world starts becoming more real than your outer world. If you can sit your body down and like training that animal, saying to your body, you stay. I'm going to feed you, you can check your emails, you can check your texts, you can post anything on Facebook, you're gonna get a shower, you're gonna get a cup of coffee, but right now you're no longer the mind, I'm the mind. Your body's in a program and where you place your attention is where you place your energy. And the moment you're sitting in your meditation and you start putting your attention on the emotions, familiar emotions that are connected to the past, The moment you start thinking about those memories and feeling those emotions, it makes sense then that you're siphoning your attention and energy out of the present moment into the past. And if you're sitting there thinking about phone calls you have to make, the meetings you have to go to, the shopping list you have to get to, those are all known things in your predictable future reality. And every time you put your attention on some predictable future, you're siphoning energy out of the present moment into the predictable future. And now your energy is completely commingled with that line of time. So then, when you become aware that your attention is on those emotions, and you become aware and return your attention back to the present moment. You're disinvesting your attention and energy out of your past, present reality, and you're calling it back to you. Every time you do that, it's a victory, and those victories add up.
1: All right, so hopefully that
5: wasn't like too hokey, but
1: I think that there's some some powerful principles upon diving in and turning our, our thoughts inward. Um, so again reading uh um, sorry what did you say oh i I thought somebody said something sorry um verse 10 there says if men were duly or properly to consider themselves and turn their thoughts and reflections to the operations of their own minds so kind of uh, the the process that he was talking about there like actual meditation um getting out all of the other sensory stuff and just focusing on the processes and operations of your own minds, they would readily discover that it is faith and faith only, which is the moving cause of uh, all action in them. That without it, both mind and body would be in a state of inactivity and all their exertions would cease, both physical and mental. And so, I don't know, it, it really unlocked it for me in the fact that um this mindfulness, like we can become um, just robots, zombies, as it were, you know, just we're, we're just kind of programming ourselves to, to repeat and and do the same things day after day. But if you want true change, if you want the the miracles that are, are going to be necessary at, at times, uh, as it talks about later on in the lecture, then you have to exert faith, unto action and power and that doesn't come without actually diving in and and being present in order to take that into the future because i don't know if that makes sense but i mean (laughs) it's unlocking it to me but like at the same time it's recent enough that i don't have the adequate words to like fully describe what i'm downloaded with but um anyway any kind of thoughts on just the the considering of ourselves, turning our our thoughts inward, as as a pin, principle in this faith process. And if not, it
4: was really, oh, excuse me, did somebody else?
1: No, that was just me. I was just.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting that you shared um, a video from Joe Dispenza. <laughs> because he is you know he's like one of the gurus of the law of attraction and that is what kept running through my mind the whole time while i was reading this first lecture was this is the law of attraction basically i mean it's something that i've you know not not totally dived into but but I've dabbled, you know, and been curious about what that is and have read some things about it. But, but um, just so many principles that are taught in here are the principles of by faith. It, faith is what the power where, what am I trying to say? faith is the power that allows us to to create or to receive anything in our lives and and that's exactly what that says here and and that is the power that god used to create everything and it also says that yeah that's the power that god used but so so with man also and and it's also the power that we use to create it must be so in man as well as in the deity says and so that's the feeling that I got this whole time was wow this is telling us that if we have enough faith we can pretty much do anything (laughs) you know and uh, which it's just really it's it's so powerful and it's such a, a deep deep concept and something that I don't know that we can't even cover a, a smidgen of it in one evening.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: But um, so interesting.
1: Yeah. 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 Leslie.
0: Yeah. Um, I can see. Okay. Um, I remembered what I was going to say last class, but couldn't remember. And it was the story um, about my sister. My, um, and it has to do with this. She she was all on fire when the secret came out, and and I think she's been a a follower of it ever since. And my our mom passed away, and she had they um, she and our stepdad owned a jewelry store, so she just had so much huge rocks for rings and just oh wow well she loved jewelry and and she loved i don't know if anybody knows what yadro is but they collective collect collector pieces their figurines and <clears throat> so we we um drew lots who was going to start first and she she wanted a specific piece of jewelry as her first pick and a specific piece of yaddo for her first pick. And she, she didn't say it, but I knew that she was um, doing whatever, whatever it is that she does to draw things to herself. And so there is um, five of us living kids. And wouldn't you know that she drew first pick on both items, the jewelry and the yadro. And <clears throat> I know some of my siblings were very surprised. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? But knowing that she practices this, it didn't surprise me at all. And um so I don't really know how this all works, but I do know that she she can even it's not faith in God about this, but it's it is some sort of i don't know what to make of it so i'm very curious to, i don't really want to do things for way but i'm i'm curious I, I know that there's belief is very strong and
2: uh, it was interesting it sounds like yeah. satan's counterfeit to me yeah yeah <laughs> i was just thinking the exact same thing
4: yeah, yeah. it can be it absolutely can be um what i thought was really interesting was was uh i don't know where these verses is that what you call it verse 24 Mm
3: -hmm. where it
4: says faith then is the first great governing principle which has power dominion and authority over all things by it they exist so everything exists because of faith by it they are upheld by it they are changed or by it they remain agreeably to the will of God and that's the key right there agreeably to the will of God so we have to turn it over to God we have to say thy will be done you know I mean we can have faith but we have to accept what the will of God is and agreeably to his will without it there is no power and without power there could be no creation or nor existence so i i thought that one was a really really important little section there
1: Mm -hmm. yeah because you know as we take all of the lectures and, and kind of put them all together and fast forward to to the end if you have true faith you know the lord's will And you've seen the patterns throughout all the scriptures. And you know that you're in line with with God and that he is accepting of you with that authority and that power. And so it it pulls that down, right? It's like the law of attraction, but within his parameters and, and all of that faith, we're living so far beneath our privileges. We have action and power that can be employed if we know the divine laws and the patterns that they're applied on. Even if we haven't experienced them personally, we can have faith in the unknown in, uh, let's see, it's verse 8. Now, faith is the substance assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, I mean, we can have an assurance that it's a pattern. It's worked for these people. it, It works for God. And I can access that. And knowing, having faith all wrapped up into a nice little Easy package, right? Of, yeah, I, I know that I'm uh, in a, a good, clean state, and and that God, it is His will to to do this thing. And then it's attracting that that power to to work based upon that faith, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah.
4: it's just like that, and I'm trying to remember. I know it's in the Doctrine and Covenants. I can't remember what section, but where it talks about when we. Are righteous and we pray um, that we will not pray for anything that is against the will of God. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the same thing too, you yeah. know, that it that even though, yes, by faith we attract good things into our lives, if we are have the spirit with us and are righteous, we're not going to <laughs> pray and use that uh power of
0: faith to
4: do anything that's against the will of God. So.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting how it can be twisted because my sister thinks that why wouldn't God want me to have this I need it more than anybody else and boy it requires a lot of honesty and you love that the, the meditation thing because you're looking inward and
2: mm-hmm. um,
5: yeah yeah
1: and so um anytime we're talking about you know power access and and all of that it always draws me back to uh, president nelson's um talk uh, the price of priesthood power so i urgently plead with each one of us to live up to our privileges as bearers of the priesthood in a coming day only those men who have taken their priesthood seriously by diligently seeking to be taught by the lord himself will be able to bless, guide, protect, strengthen, and heal others. Only a man who has paid the price for priesthood power will be able to bring miracles to those he loves and keep his marriage and family safe now and throughout eternity. What is the price to develop such priesthood power? He goes on to give a a great (laughs) lecture on it. And I I think it all kind of comes back to, to lecture first here. That faith is both a principle of action and a principle of power of um, accessing that. And I mean, look at what's ahead, you know, all the prophecies point to some rough roads and yet we have many, many examples of ordinary people doing extraordinary things through God, through faith in all the scriptures. What verses are they? I mean, from 18 on, it gives all of these different examples uh, I mean, elements, um, prisons falling, lions' mouths, uh, human heart lost its enmity. Like that's not an easy thing to to overcome. So, I mean, there's there's so much that we have privilege to access and, and power to to become, if we will pay the price for that power, if we will pay the price to to learn how to access faith and. And learn its principles it's just it's mind-blowing really <laughs> because you know growing up you just think oh yeah that's great you know prophets do these things and we'll just rely on the prophets and yet god is no respecter of persons and uh every time that the school of the prophets or the sons of the prophets is established it is to help people just learn this principle um i don't know popping in my head stupid i i swear i wish i could get rid of harry potter references but they're there anyway but like dumbledore's army right i mean they're just they're at a a crossroads Their their leader's gone and yet you're all gathering together learning the principles how to do this and um anyway i I look at lectures on faith and school of the prophets a, a lot um uh, along that line, like we we've all been kind of led and and ushered here, and and we're learning faith and and how that works, and in so many different ways. Like everybody's personal journeys, um, mine this week was was on meditations of of all random things, and you know, like everybody's has these different individual trainings that are all coming together, and we can discuss and talk about it, and bring all of our theologies together and go, hey, this works, this works. Now, how do we mesh this all together and, and move some mountains in our lives? We talked a lot in our last group about spiritual before it is uh, manifested physically kind of thing. Um, so, sorry, I forgot to look at the chat. <laughs> so Tracy says uh, that she used MLM and used the law of attraction a lot to climb really high in the company. I was able to easily attract people. This was before I came back to the church and was rebaptized. Then, when I was rebaptized, I knew I sacrificed that whole business. I have since come to realize that I needed to stay more hidden for my end time mission. Which just so true. Like, <laughs> isn't it interesting how all of a sudden the Lord can just like change tracks and be like, and now you're here? <laughs> well, that- Anyway, any comments or, or things on, on any of that while I punt and, and see what question we've got next?
4: Well, also, the book Drawing on the Powers of Heaven talks a lot about this, too, if you've ever read that book. just It's a tiny little book, but boy, is it powerful. It's a is good one. Is
1: that the Grant von Harrison one?
4: Oh gosh, I can't remember who wrote it, but it's it's very old. It's like seen with an eye of faith, drawing
1: upon that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: So it's it's powerful.
1: Um, Stacy Evans actually did our audio recording of that. That's available on Learning Zion of uh, his second, his sequel to that one, uh, which is seen with an eye of faith, and it's all about meditation and um, how to access. The powers of of the ancients through the the art of visualization yeah. and it's just like
4: i love meditation i'm i'm so glad that you have uh, <laughs> i love meditation i, I used to think it was so hard.
0: <laughs> no
4: I do it all the time. And um, I really got into writing my own, um, like guided meditations. And I used one in a Relief Society class once. And oh, my gosh, they loved it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they all wanted a copy of it. And yeah, it was it was like a meditation of um, to visualize Christ and to visualize ourselves as as children of of god and uh, you know our spirit selves and it they loved it
1: (laughs) Uh yeah i did um now i get confused with all of his names chris sabian perfect days one or whatever when he's doing like the guided meditation on third nephi like oh my word like i have never experienced it like i did uh with before that uh meditation i i go back to that and i do that all the time for myself now um trying to take like a scripture and then just like really meditate upon it it's it's very transformative when you're reading scriptures and and everything
4: so powerful yeah leslie just asked if i would share my meditation yeah for sure sometime (laughs) if we have time i'll do it with you sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) i would love to (laughs)
1: Um so let's see (laughs) I'm trying to figure out like where which question we go to next because um we're not gonna be able to get to, to all of them. But um so after uh reading lecture first this time, what is faith? How do you describe that to others and and what new paradigms has it opened up for you? Um I don't know. Like I, I've read lectures on faith quite a few times since my mission when I first discovered it, but I never got half of the stuff like I am this time. Like after the Abraham book, after Triumph of Zion lecture, or er, uh, Isaiah decoded, Book of Nelson. Like all of it has like been so cumulative in helping me unlock certain parts of, of faith. And um, anyway, I'm just curious how how do you guys define faith now? in in a much broader sense not trying to like dumb it down for a Sunday school answer but like what is faith to you now how does it transform your life and your trajectory it's a pretty deep question i don't even know if i can answer that right off
5: the bat of of depends God. God. go
2: ahead I was going to say, faith is the expectation that something will happen, and and that seems very simple, but there's so much involved in that, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we have faith that when we ask the Lord a question, He will answer. That when we seek more information, He will provide it for us. That when we knock, we will, you know, we will receive, right? there's so much involved in that we have faith that he won't leave us hanging that he has our best interest in mind that when he's asked us to do something he will provide a way for us to do it even when we don't see how it's possible all of these things are are things that we um that we expect will happen and when we take that expectation and we exercise it as the power of God, right? When we, when we, um, when brethren through the priesthood, right? Lay their hands on someone's head and, and give in faith a blessing with the expectation that it will be fulfilled, it is done with faith, and the person receiving it, when they have the faith that they have, that expectation that that will be honored and that will be filled. It it rolls up the trust in the Lord, and um, our belief in Him, our belief that what He says is efficacious in our own lives, and not just for everybody else. <clears throat> all of that is is faith.
5: Yeah, I love it. So, Cindy, did you have another Trying of that? Like,
1: was it you that was talking at the same time? Sorry. Oh, <laughs>
4: no. I oh, it. I don't think so.
1: Oh,
2: okay.
4: <laughs> oh, maybe I started to say something before uh, Nancy started to talk. I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> okay,
2: gotcha. Sorry
1: if I blew it out of your mind. No worries. But yeah. Um, So let's see. The question, is faith anything else besides a principle of action? It is. What is it? It is a principle of power also. How do you prove it? I think that these are uh, some just bold clear statements i mean if if we're reading the scriptures and and looking at the the faith that is produced there that it's a principle of action and power um through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear secondly it's a principle of power in man also and we see all these examples of prophets from different ages and, and backgrounds that are all having faith to do the Lord's will. Um, <laughs> yeah. and so um, the the next question there, how would you define faith in its most unlimited sense? and and I <laughs> like Nancy just hit that on the, the head there the first great governing principle which has power dominion and authority over all things i mean it's so much and yet i don't know i i was in my primary level answer for so long you know faith is like a little seed if planted it will grow that's all i needed for a long time but, but,
4: but uh, what is it <laughs>
1: yeah but what is it right in it's most <laughs> unlimited sense it, it's literally everything and and we have access to to use, develop, and and grow into it. I don't even know how I would, like, (laughs) go back and and teach it to, like, a little kid. Here's here's everything that I tried to know.
4: (laughs) I love how much it talks about that um, it's the principle... The principle of power which existed in the bosom of God, mm-hmm. by which the worlds were framed, and um, you know, I mean, it talks about that several times. That that God created everything by faith, and and you think, you know, why why does God need faith? But but that's the principle of how He created everything and so it's just interesting to think about that 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 even god used faith and and had faith and and he's god and yeah. you know it's just it just is a lot to wrap your mind about around and and, no and it and that that principle of faith that he created everything is in we have power to do that too. I mean, that power is within us. Um, mm. It must be so in man as well as in the deity. And so, there's just so much to wrap my mind around.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love I it. I love it, though. <laughs> um, I forget what we were watching in Sunday school. Um, we were watching, I think, Teaching in the Savior's Way from Ukdorf, and he quotes C.S. Lewis. Anyway, C.S. Lewis. Um, where he says, everybody that you're interacting with are, are gods and embryo. Like (laughs) we all have this immense potential. I mean, here's God who's everything and, and, and all that. And here we are training to become like him. Are we just waiting to hopefully pass this life with a, a D average and then, you know, hopefully get the rest on the other side? Or are we striving to be straight a students and you know you stumble you fall you have makeup homework assignments and, and stuff like that but like are, are we striving and how are we interacting with those around us i mean we we're literally all on this earth trying to i mean with the potential to become like him not all are striving at once but um we're, we're all gods in embryo and with all of that that not trapped potential, but all of that potential power that just needs activation in order to, to be released and, and grown into. It's, it's quite amazing to, to think about. Sometimes you just can't get floating along in your life and you're going, oh my gosh, that person's such a Karen, and that person's this and that. But here we are all striving for the same thing in reality, and we all have so much unlimited potential within us.
4: Yeah, Snap. not trapped, not trapped, but untapped.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, my my words are all fumbled. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> trapped.
4: <laughs> yeah, and I thought I had this thought, actually, it was several years ago, This this thought just came to me and just like penetrated my mind. And I thought, you know what? If we cannot learn how to have faith and create the lives that we want here on earth then how are we going to how are we going to create worlds you know when when we become like god i, I mean it's just it's all one and the same and the sooner we learn how to do that the better i mean at, at some point, if we want to become like God, we're going to have to learn how to do that. And so it, what better time than when we, our spirits and our bodies are together to yeah. be able to learn how to do that. So.
2: So I've been reading another book called Zion. I hate this thing. Zion rising. Um, and it's, it's it's about you know zion and enoch and everything at the beginning the hearts of creation and it says our hearts are the creative seats of our souls um for that which we take into our heart becomes when we have faith where does that faith emanate from does it emanate from our mind no, it emanates from our heart. So if we truly have taken into our heart the, the picture of something, it can become. And that goes right along with creating things spiritually before we create them physically. And, um, you know, we, we've heard the, the thing that where your heart is, there will your treasure be also, right? Our hearts not only lead us to our treasure. But they create it. So um, and, and that same power is with God and with Christ. Whenever He decrees a thing, he says to it, be it becomes. So um, when we have that faith in in Christ and in His power that he will lend some of that power to us so that when we decrease something that it will happen, then it becomes, when we say be, it will happen. And we, we do that with not only the things that we design, you know, if I want to make something really work, I have to sit and I figure it out. What does this look like? I plan it out in my head how's it going to function what's it going to do you know what pieces parts do I need and then once I have those I know what it's going to look like I can create it and it can be something I'm physically building it can be something that I'm writing a thought I'm trying to express um we can we can create physically what we have created spiritually before and we faith is that mechanism by which we do it mm-hmm. to make any sense yeah for sure I've, I've just everything i i'm reading several different books and studying several different things and and they've all been coming together this week on faith
3: mm-hmm. yeah. so
2: it's mind-blowing.
1: <laughs> it really is.
2: Okay, I have a question. So, is, is faith to us, I mean, us uh, using faith, having faith, is that something new to us here in mortality? Or did we use that in in pre-mortality? I mean a good question mm-hmm. did we did we help with the creation i think so i think it's an eternal thing i think that we um used faith to learn everything that we possibly could learn before mm-hmm. we came here right that we we and used that, that we and we have faith that we will return, right? That we're going to come back. Um, That's how I feel about it. But yeah, I, I definitely I... think. But you know, faith is that hope in things unseen, right? So uh-huh. even even the answer to the question is faith, <laughs> and using faith.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, I think, wasn't it group B that we talked about last week, like uh, the hero's journey and like create writing mm-hmm. yourself in design kind of a thing. But like, mm-hmm. that's been like at the forefront of my mind is just kind of my everything right now of um, taking the now version of you and going, hey, is this enough for, for your end goal? Like, I mean, are you your final outcome or do you want more and and how do you write yourself into zion or the 2.0 version of yourself and so you take where you are and with faith write out the ideal version of yourself and then then fill in the chapters in between how does your character now morph into to that um, through a series of of challenges and and descents and ascents and and all of this, like, it's been such a revolutionary experience for me to um, to learn how God creates our our lives on on this ever growing continuum, right? Of like, <laughs> here we are. Uh, what's Hinckley's quote? Um, the lord has always had imperfect people but you know he deals with it like <laughs> we send missionaries out and that's all he's got but you know we we still make it work he just loves us so much to let us keep using our agency <laughs> and having us go at our speed and he has so many great blessings for us and anyway i, I just um like you said, everything that I'm studying, everything that I'm becoming is, is right along this this path of faith. And I, I couldn't have planned it out better myself. Like the Lord is in all of the details every step of the way. Um, and it, it's just really important for me, I, I'm sure for, for all of you and all of your different journeys and stuff. But for me right now, it's this combination of, of faith, really learning at this time. Uh, advancing in in that principle, which is awesome, you know, because with faith you can do all things, right? There must be now, some. If you look
2: in, if you look in verse 22 in the lecture, right, mm-hmm. it was by faith that the worlds were framed, God spake. Chaos heard and worlds came into order by reason of the faith there was in him. So if we understand that there are intelligences and have always existed intelligences in the universe, right? We we learn that in Doctrine and Covenants. There are many different intelligences and of several orders and levels, right? Mm -hmm. So we are a certain level of intelligence, but there are other levels of intelligence that are of the, the atoms and the elements and things like that, right? And God is God because he has proven that he will be just in all things, Um, And even with mercy, there are certain, there are certain parameters that had to be in place for God to be able to offer mercy, right? That's Christ's atonement and everything like that. So because um, even in his mercy, he follows the laws, he is just. And all of the intelligences in, in the universe have faith. That he will follow the laws, that he will always be fair and just. Mm -hmm. Therefore, when he says, Let this, this, you know, the light be separated from the darkness, all of the intelligences and all of the elements obey willingly, they submit their will to him because they have faith in him that he is just. That is why if he were to break those laws, then he would cease to be God. Because if he broke those laws, the intelligences would no longer follow, Mm -hmm. right? So even this, this, this shows you how basic faith is to everything. And that's how it works. So when we get to the point where we have proven ourselves that we will follow the Lord and we will follow the law and we will be just and right in our requests, then the Lord will grant our request and the universe will grant his request, thereby granting our request. Makes
1: sense? Mm -hmm. It's a mind stretcher, but yeah, I I think I got all that.
2: Have you ever, have you ever pondered that before? It is a covenant relationship. It's a covenant Mm -hmm. relationship with God from all of the intelligences in the universe to obey. Mm -hmm. And those, those intelligences who broke away from him and have broken that covenant with Him they don't get to continue on and get a body and they will fight against him and yeah mm-hmm.
3: he watched the planets until they
2: obeyed and oh as scott said he watched the planets until they obeyed right
1: mm-hmm. which is kind of like what he's doing to us now
2: right right
1: until we
2: know that the earth is an obedient earth mm-hmm. not all are yeah so um yeah and and then as you read on it says so does with man also he spake by faith in the name of god and the sun stood still the moon obeyed mountains removed prisons fell lion's mouths were clothed closed the human heart lost its enmity fire its violence armies their power the sword its terror and death its dominion and all this by reason of the faith which was in them Not the faith in the man, the faith that was in them. All of those things had faith in God. And then if you go on, had it not been for the faith, which was in man, they might have spoken to the sun, the moon, the mountains, prisons, lions, the human heart, fire, armies, the sword, or to death in vain. So without the faith, they could say whatever they wanted and it it would be in vain. But all of the intelligences in the universe, they're not veiled like we are. They know what's really going on.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: They know who's in charge.
5: Yeah, I love it. It's
1: just amazing how everything like comes together and starts clicking. <laughs> when Once one thing is like the dominoes all just kind of fall together. that?
2: how all the puzzle pieces fit Uh, it's just mind-blowingly great yeah i feel
4: like this has been a big puzzle piece for me this just i don't know it's just to think about it this way um and to see how Joseph Smith and the early le- leaders of the church, presumably to me. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So I'm, I, think I can't were, wait to read the rest of it.
3: <laughs> I think they had a little bit of an advantage on us because they didn't have technology to explain natural phenomenon or whatever they literally had to use faith and and judgment and they didn't have the sciences behind everything to go on to uh provide an answer that was anything other than faith or the the benevolence of god i think now we're kind of handicapped because man seems to think that science can explain everything and that god is not needed so um I think that is one of the differences between the, the eras, but nonetheless, we still have to have the same amount of belief in, um, uh, in our, in our God and that he will continue <clears> to <throat> continue to communicate with us and share with us those deeper, most important meaning. Yeah. I love
1: that. Um, well is there anything else on lecture first that you'd like to to cover before we head out for the night i mean there's so many profound principles all packed within those 24 little verses in there um i don't know i was sharing this with my mom but you know totally unrelated but this is a cool thing out of the words of joseph smith that i was recording last night um just a second, where to go?
2: Yeah, you must have uploaded a whole bunch of them because this morning I got a crap ton of notifications. There <laughs> are all these um, podcasts.
1: Oh, is it like notifications from like the Google podcast or something?
2: Yes, yes. Yeah. About I did all rearrange of these... all of
1: those for you.
2: All of these things <laughs> showed up.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I think I did like five of them, but where is my. Anyway, let me search it just.
2: And I'm catching up to you guys in four nations, just saying. <laughs> you
1: know. um, this is before the 8th. Okay. So, anyway, I don't know. Like, I just prompted to share this for some reason, but hopefully it goes along with somebody's studies this week. So, this is on page 13. Um, anyway, so behold, a sower went forth to sow, etc. Our Savior is the sower. The people are the world. The harvest is the end of the world. The reapers are the angels. And here's where uh, the really interesting part is The end of the world is not come. Consequently, the harvest. The harvest cannot come without angels. The Son of Man is to send forth his angels. The Son of Man said that the saints shall judge the world and angels god has revealed himself when they come up before god they will be asked did this angel perform this or that that he was sent to do if not they will be judged and the world judged anyway that one was just kind of like interesting to me last night and i haven't like totally sorted through the the rest of all of the the things there as i was recording but anyway i thought that that was just an interesting principle prompted to share it i don't know but anyway the the words of the prophet joseph smith do you all know that that book uh when we were doing our author chat with uh tom mclaughlin herrick Milstein, um he recommended going and uh reading the words of the prophet joseph smith compiled by um andrew e hat anyway and that's what i'm going through and doing the audio recordings on um but anyway it was just a really interesting one that one um so yeah for next week lecture two another great mind bender one it's going to be a a real fun one for you um i don't think that there's any other like housekeeping things education week coming up make sure to get registered or you know you can register at the door too but
2: what page was that on camera
1: uh i believe it was on 13 just a second i just closed it out I yeah.
2: have there. there's no page numbers on
1: this um the copy that i had anyway the 13 was in the upper right hand corner of that one
2: what was the date
1: it is before 8th of august 1839 number two because there's three that all have that date um and it's the the second one
2: 1830 so that's near the beginning then uh-huh yeah 8th of August before 8th of August 1831 39 number three number two number two number two found it okay
1: yeah so if you are wanting to to listen to those as I record them um you go learning Zion you go to the book club recordings and um the words of Joseph Smith here I've just finished 1839 And so I'll be going through and recording the different years. Um, But if you click into there, I've got the PDF and um, the actual I've every time that there's a new entry from somebody's journal or whatever, I record that as a new thing. So it might be nine minutes. long. It might be 28 seconds long. But um, anyway, I've got all of those recordings
2: there. Are you numbering them in some way so that they will sort in the proper order?
1: Um, just by date of when they were given like the book is in chronological order and I'm doing them in chronological order so they'll stay in that one
0: thanks for doing that yeah
1: um I see yeah I'm, <laughs> I, I, since book club's ending or whatever I'm like going to the lord like what's my my next step what am I doing <laughs> whole bunch of list of things that's one of them so We'll see where it leads.
2: Well, if you guys are looking for a good book to read, Zion Rising by Samuel Castor um, is really good.
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got mine coming.
2: Oh, I already told you about (laughs) it, didn't I? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I have lots of colors in mine and I'm only... Uh, i'm only on page 40 partway through the (laughs) second chapter it is take it um slow and ponder think about it right yeah ask questions look for connections
1: so here's the great question would you recommend that i read that one or what's the second pontius fiction angels of fire
2: Angels of Fire is huge.
1: Angels of Fire is huge. You're saying to read both of them, but which one's first?
2: Well, you'd probably plow through Angels of Fire faster it's because good. you won't be able to put it down. Right. Okay. So I would read that and then read Steph Zion Ride, read because zion rising is going to give you the history of zion it's going to give you um it's got four three parts in it um zion anciently zion restored and zion rising so the past the near the far past the near past and then the future Mm -hmm. right so this is more of a
1: slow read really ponder
2: and as an example chapter two has 156 footnotes (laughs) um most of them are scriptures or teachings of the prophet joseph smith or (laughs) um journal of discourses okay kind of like the abraham Uh, book holy grail things i'm highlighting things in my footnotes okay so read read um angels of fire or yeah whatever yeah angels of fire read that you will plow through it you'll go oh you'll have several epiphanies you'll go oh, i hadn't thought about it in that way or oh that makes a lot of sense i wonder if that's right <laughs> right and then go back and study zion rising on a slower pace and if you have questions, right, that came from Angels of Fire, you can then take the ideas in Zion Rising and use that to go to the Lord to get answers. Did you finish the huh? other book, the reading? Cameron? Which other book?
1: Oh. Yeah, which other book are we talking about? Sorry.
2: The first John Pontius fiction book
1: oh like actually recording it um I haven't I I stopped at chapter 17 and I had to (laughs) that's I think probably my next thing i probably finish that out even though the books drive me nuts but yes I
2: finished it it gets better
1: (laughs) yeah okay yeah look we can't get past chapter 17 it's so loving
2: it'll be okay well now. i made scott read the first book to himself right, right. I, I i made him read it himself and then i read the second book to him
1: <laughs> yeah yeah speaking of lots of footnotes me and my mom are, are going to start doing the dynasty of the holy grail i printed it off with wide margins and stuff but every <laughs> single chapter has like hundreds of footnotes just like the abraham book <laughs> it's a, a deep bender
2: So I'm probably going to start a class. We're done with um, book club the end of September, right? Are we going to do anything after conference like we Um, did last time?
1: Let's see. Does it only go to September? Oh, yeah. So our Isaiah decoded one goes through October. Yeah. So Lectures on Faith goes um, end of September. September 25th is our last time for this one. And so, yeah, I mean, we can do a... A general conference talk after that um yeah but like the first second week of october is everything's kind of cut off i think if i planned it right
2: well i'm i'm uh, getting ready to i think i'm gonna do a course on learning in the hebrew way mm, Fun. i'm taking yeah, an introductory course i'm taking an introductory course on it right now um and it looks very interesting to teach me a you know about the ways of the of the ancient eastern symbolism and learning and all that kind of stuff Yeah, sure. you know, i taught my primary kids hebrew esther means hidden or concealed
3: mm-hmm.
2: anyway <laughs> yeah this, this, that this course is, is a year-long thing so
3: mm.
1: who's the yeah. teacher of it or presenting
2: it is, um, through oh, what's it called? Ew. Hang on, I got it up on my computer. I just got to find it. It is the uh, of
5: course, of course.
2: <laughs> uh foundations uh foundation builder guide um it's a woman's and family program for those who feel called to assist in restoring our original culture and lead the educational movement through their own engagement and learning that he break principles of creation return to our uh yeah with creation there you go house of the gotcha so Thank you that is where it is they she came and did a presentation to sisters of liberty this past week Mm -hmm. Um, yeah because that's one of
1: the things on my list is throw together some some hebrew basic like really beginner level hebrew classes on things
2: yeah so she actually goes through um the symbolism she actually wrote a book on the ancient pictorial language and then and that then morphed into hebrew and then she has the shape symbols that go along with it and ties them all together um, wait a minute
1: is she let's see experience introductory the pilgrim's course tutorial like uh-huh. i've got all of the pilgrim's books i didn't
2: know this is three? this is no this is the pilgrim's course she named it that because she didn't want to call it the hero's journey because that's based on greek mythology so she's yeah. taught named it the pilgrims course because we are pilgrims on this planet and uh-huh. trying to find our way back to god yeah. but it but you were talking last week about the hero's journey right and i'm reading the intro stuff because i'm starting this intro course tomorrow because it starts on monday and i i i'm like wait a minute this sounds like the hero's journey and then i read this part of it i'm like oh it's the same thing
1: uh-huh. yeah so like name. um there's this hebrew course and like a lot of the books are called pilgrim's progress
2: yeah was, no, like, it's, it's, different.
1: It's, it's a different thing
2: it's a different one it's a different one. She huh. was, um, I think she was an educator. And so she took the way that we teach in the Western world and looked at that and looked at how they teach in Hebrew and in, in anciently and kind of put them together. And of mm-hmm. course has, it's got workbooks and questions and it's, it's fairly intense with a certain amount of reading and videos and questions and journaling and introspection and meditation and all those things all rolled in together
1: mm-hmm. it's so interesting so. that um well anyway like look at this so I'm I've got her website up right going down and
2: mm-hmm. yeah that like book I'm, I have that book
1: so like right there like pilgrim's progress and that that's mm-hmm. what I got in my hand too
2: yeah, so these are some of the books that she says you you can take the Hebrew model and read these books and then learn from them using this uh-huh. Hebrew model that she teaches. Gotcha. Okay. But the early Semitic pictograph alphabet book, I have that.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, I've got lots of copies of, of different ones like that.
2: Yeah, so that's the Beloved one that Braggern, she wrote.
1: Like one of the best books ever.
2: Yeah, that's great. So this is um, yeah, this is what this is the intro class. That's what mm-hmm. I.
1: Um, yeah, like the the video, the sheep prophecy. Like, has anyone?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's the the John Bunyan Pilgrim's Progress guy. And so she's taking so that. so
2: much. Yeah, Ooh. there's so much in all of this, and I think it, I thought it was interesting that this was what was presented to me on Wednesday after all of the yeah. stuff that we've just been looking at and talking about the hero's journey and and just a lot of other things. And in September, I'm going to Chaco Canyon, which um, if you wanna, there's a, Robert Redford did a documentary about Chaco Canyon but if you look at Chaco Canyon, I think it's um, an old Nephite temple
5: mm-hmm. with
2: ceremonies and things. And um, but I'm going to be there for the equinoxes in September, right? Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That's fun. Uh, I will I will be there on the equinox, September 21st. So that's going to be I'm taking a trip with another group mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just into all sorts of craziness now
1: yeah like I said after the Lord like it's not that he's like closing a door because we're not like going to be done, done but like another thousand open right mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so many new avenues that everybody's getting led down
2: all these things to, to learn and, and, you know, we all have a good foundation now. And so now it's, what do we each need for our own journeys, mm-hmm. right? For our okay. own mission. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Well, it's been fun. We will see each other for lecture two next week. Okay.
2: Same
1: bat yeah. time, same bat,
2: same bat, time, same bat <laughs> channel
5: yeah (laughs) all right we'll see everyone later have a great
2: night good
4: night